This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I'm sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good today. Excited to be in here recording another episode. And, man, I think we got a pretty cool topic today. we got a really cool topic today that I've been thinking about for a while. I'm reading a couple books right now that really spurred this on, so let's dive right into it. Today, we are going to talk about neck training and why all pro wrestlers need more of it. So, you know... If you were to pick the most neglected area in training, you could make a case for a lot of joint systems and muscle groups, but the neck is likely the most ignored. I mean, how often do you go into the gym thinking, it's neck day? Not, not ever, probably. Not even me. But we're going to talk about how you can make that more of a priority. So even today with all the research on concussions, and there are tons out there when you're talking about pro wrestling and the NFL, like so much concussion awareness and, and research the neck is still an afterthought, guys, trust me, in the way that we need to train it. So mm-hmm. countless core training programs have taught us that we need to brace, we need to breathe better, and all this good stuff. But nearly all of them do a once-over type of approach to the neck itself. It's time to reduce the risk of concussions and serious head and brain injuries by building a stronger neck. So talking about being stronger, do not forget... That Strong Style is our strength training program that we created for you, the pro wrestler, and it is available right now. www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Check it out. I'll show all of our social medias and the very description of this podcast. You can find the links to Strong Style. So check those out. Give it a look. Check out the reviews and just see what everybody else is experiencing. We love to hear about Strong Style, guys. So keep dropping those videos on social media and in the group. I love seeing it. Yeah. For sure. All right, guys. So coaches are responsible for helping athletes reduce all injuries. And it is time that we, and that includes us right here on this podcast, treat the cervical spine like a priority. So talk about the NFL. If you're a sports fan, you know anything about the NFL, you know all of their their recent and the, over the past 10 years or so, the concussion protocols um, – have changed the game really. There's a lot of yeah. things that are different, and you know a lot of old school fans don't like some of the some of the changes. But it, it just it was needed to create healthier, better living athletes. I mean, that's what it's ultimately about. If you're just playing and you don't care about what happens to the player themselves, remember those are people too. So mm-hmm. same thing goes for pro wrestling. Okay, it's affected pro wrestling as much as it's affected the NFL. You almost never see a direct headshot with weapons on television today. Certainly. Not in the WWE. It's actually completely banned in the WWE to, to take a weapon like a, like a chair or any other weapon directly to the head. That's a problem in itself. You know, Not hitting each other in the skull is one thing. But think about every single bump that you take in the ring. Yeah. If you know, you know. You know that the worst thing that happens when you take a bump is that whiplash effect when your skull hits the ground. That's why we always talk about tucking our chin. So every single bump puts tremendous pressure on the neck and the brain. Should we ban bumps? Of course not. You can't. Then you can't even have a match at that point, really. But, um, you know, that, and that's... We could talk right here about how you know a lot of veterans and, and old timers will say you got a bump card, you got a certain number of bumps, and I've talked on this podcast before about how you can actually increase the number of punches in your bump card yeah. by training. This is no different. Training your neck and training your spine 
are ways that you can increase the number of bumps that your body can withstand. And hopefully you retire safe and happy and healthy from pro wrestling before you've ever punched that last bump card mm-hmm. in there. And you, you know, you got plenty of life to live afterwards. So, um, you know, instead of just saying, let's ban chair shots, what, what we need to do, you know, drastically is educate pro wrestlers that training their neck has to be a priority, just like training your biceps, guys. Come on. I've said it on here before. Big biceps may equal big paychecks, but big necks equal more time to spend that money with a quality of life that is worth living. All right. We need necks, guys. We need more neck days in the gym. All right. The neck is a mobile joint system. It needs strength to keep it safe and secure. Neck strengthening exercises, even simple ones, and that's really all it takes, some simple exercises, can make a huge difference in the occurrence and the severity of concussions. Um, I read a book a long, long time ago, and I thought about it as I was writing this podcast. It's called Total Body Training. It's an old book. has to be from the 80s or so. You can look it up, Google it. I think it's um, I read it uh, on my Kindle, I think, my like Amazon Kindle. I think it was a free download. Like, so it's, it's very likely free on there if you have an Amazon Prime membership. But otherwise, I think you can just buy it for less than 10 bucks on Amazon itself. So it's called Total Body Training. Um, the author's name is Richard Dominguez. And one of the things he wrote in there that always stuck with me is in sports like boxing, wrestling, rugby, football, neck training is a must for survival. Even a non-athlete can benefit greatly from proper neck training. Whiplash injury. Think about that as a result of an automobile accident. All too common. All right? The severity could be reduced significantly if more people practice proper neck training. And I'll even take this a step further. I mean... I used to think about my dad, you know, my dad was a big hunter and stuff and like shooting those, those high powered rifles and shotguns and stuff mm-hmm. that right there, you get a huge risk of injury just from shooting a rifle. So if you're a sportsman or something, training that neck is important just for doing things like that, like keeping yourself safe while firing a rifle, doing things that you the hobbies that you enjoy. So let's talk about some very simple ways to train your neck right now. Ones that I'm a huge fan of. And I want to start off with the neck bridge, all right? I'm gonna mention the neck bridge first, not because it's where you need to start. I absolutely do not believe it's where you need to start at all, but I wanna mention it first because a lot of pro wrestlers are pretty familiar with it. At least the classic pro wrestling neck bridge should mm-hmm. come up in your training somewhere along the line. Aaron and I have even shot you know, a pretty awesome video. It's on our YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Check out how to become a pro wrestler. We break down the steps into performing a proper neck bridge and how to work your way slowly and smoothly into doing that because it's not an easy move to do. The problem is a neck bridge can be daunting for some new wrestlers. And then for you super heavyweights out there, I've heard from you. I know from experience, from working with you, that you just don't feel comfortable doing things like a neck bridge at your size. And it's fine, okay? So we're going to talk about some alternatives and some other ways that you can train your neck. Because just because you don't like doing bridges doesn't mean you can't train your neck. You have to do it, guys. You have to do it. So let's talk about a neck plank. Um... This one might sound scary just in the name alone, but it starts super simple, guys. Think about this. Think about standing outside of a pro wrestling ring or anything that is at an appropriate height, which could be the counter in your kitchen or the the counter in your or the back of your couch in your living room or something. All you want to do is bend at your waist, shoot those hips back. You know, I would I would say similar to like an RDL or something, like maybe even a stiff-legged deadlift or something. Shoot those hips back and Put your forehead on the apron of the ring or the couch or the counter, whatever you're doing. 
Put your head on that apron. Now, what I want you to do is be sure that your chin is tucked firmly into your chest the entire time. So tuck that chin back, or maybe tucking it into your Adam's apple is more appropriate. I want you really driving that chin hard backwards into your own neck, making that spine super straight all the way from the tailbone to the crown of your head, and just rest your head on the apron and just hold it there. Hold it there. See if you can hold it for a minute. Relax if you need to. Go back into it and try it again. Progress that by holding it longer, number one, of course. See if you can get confidently to where you can hold that position for you know, a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. Once you can hold it confidently for like two minutes or so and do that in multiple sets, you can progress this by doing some more extreme variations, which would be like getting inside of the ring, or you can just get on the floor, put yourself a mat or a towel down or something because mm -hmm. you're going to be putting your forehead down on the floor. This is in the video, by the way, on YouTube. So if you want to see video demonstrations of this, head on over to our YouTube and check it out. You can place your forehead on the ground. You can just get up onto your toes, bend your knees to make it a little bit easier, put your hands beside your head to kind of take off some of the pressure as well, and just relax with your hips in the sky. So your hips are in the sky, your toes are on the floor, your forehead's on the floor, and your hands if you want extra support. Progress that by pulling your hands off the ground. Now you're just supporting yourself with your forehead and your toes. Hold that for a few seconds. And when I say a few seconds, guys, we're talking about training the neck here. So you're not needing to go too extreme right off the bat. Yeah. Hold it for 15 seconds. All right? Hold that position for 15 seconds, especially if it's uncomfortable. Hold it for 10. Do a reverse Tabata, something that I like to do with more extreme movements. What a Tabata is, usually 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off for eight rounds. It's a four-minute workout. Do a reverse Tabata, meaning rest for 20 seconds, work for 10 Rest for 20, work for 10, do that for, for four minutes. Just training in 10 second intervals, that's all you need to do. Work your way slowly into this and do it consistently and I promise you, results will come over time. Again, head on over to our YouTube channel because you can see a demonstration of that, that front head bridge that I'm calling the more advanced version of the neck plank that leads immediately into the stronger full pro wrestler bridge okay so check that out yeah that video is good it has both of those in there so yeah. that'd be really good absolutely work your way up in small increments like i said when you can hold those positions for 30 to 60 seconds then you can start thinking about moving into more extreme things like that full pro wrestler neck bridge yeah. and one of the things when yeah. you hold these planks mm -hmm. um i i do a neck plank like you're talking where i i bend over and i put mm -hmm. my head um on a countertop and then yep. i do some reverse uh yes. delt work with it but um, my neck will get stiff from that because I'll be there probably about a minute, yeah. you know, and it's um, just sitting there holding that position. But the neck gets stiff. So usually after I do that set, mm -hmm. and I do a set of 100, yeah. um, then I'll stretch my neck right after that. Right, right, right. Just, just to move go. it because it feels, you know, it's held that position for so long and it gets stiff. So you may think about if you do that Tabata, you yeah. know, hold it for 10 yeah. and then do a, a stretch for the stretch, 20 stretch seconds. For the 20, it's not 10 a bad seconds, idea at all, actually. The other, and then go, and you can stretch, you can go side to side, mm -hmm. and then you can uh, put your hand on the top of your crown in the yeah. back and tuck your chin tuck it in, and yeah. go that down and mm -hmm. curl. And then, of course, you can look you up, can look up and, at the and sky. go that yeah. way. Absolutely. Um, one of my favorites, though, when I'm stretching the neck with that mm -hmm. is I'll, I'll actually tuck my chin and I'll look towards my armpit yeah. and I'll pull it down. Uh, kind of in a crossway, and it gets just so good nice. down the trap a little bit too. Yep. Um, but it may mix that in too after you're holding those planks if your neck feels kind of just stiff 
from getting sure. used to it. Add some stretch work in there because when you do things like that, like you hold those positions and you, you kind of rush blood into the area and you get a lot of tension in those muscles and tendons and stuff, then you stretch to kind of give the blood places to go and rush through there. And that's a great thing. That's exactly what you want to do. And it's not necessarily in this anywhere, so we can talk about it right now. But when it comes to neck training, um, there's a huge emphasis on the traps and the rear delts. Those two things are right there connected to the neck and they can help you release a lot of tension and provide a lot of support and strength for you to prevent concussions and stuff in the future. You want to talk about when I come across a pro wrestler who has trouble tucking their chin into their chest on a back bump or something and they're constantly hitting their head on the on the mat, then we have to pull them away from bumps and we have to get them stronger at not just these neck bridges and whatnot, but I usually can get them stronger by getting their rear delts and their traps a lot stronger with things mm -hmm. like face pulls and shrugs. Like yeah. you do things like that to get them more strength in the area, all of a sudden they can hold that chin tucked in much easier. They have better posture yeah. as a result of it as well. So if you're somebody that in their day job sits at a computer all day, these are also things you can do to get yourself some relief. People who have mm -hmm. tension headaches from looking downwards at a keyboard all day long, these are ways that you can get yourself stronger for that. Not just pro wrestling, but for life in general. Yeah. But so um, that was talking about a neck plank and things you can do kind of in a static position. Let's right. talk about something you can do when you're actually moving. So more of a dynamic neck movement. Neck flexion is the easiest way to get into it. And it's actually one of my favorites because it's so mm -hmm. simple. I can do these twice a week, every week, just as a part of my workout program. I'll do them in the as a finisher usually after a, an upper body day, maybe a pull day or something, or even a push day. Mm -hmm. And... The easiest way, I mean, this starts as easy as, as you know, laying on a bench. You lay flat on a bench. You need something to where you can hang your head off the end, okay? So, again, think about a pro wrestling ring. You can lay in a pro wrestling ring and just hang your head off the apron. That's how I do here at our training facility. That's how I do them here. I lay in the ring, and I hang my head off the end of the, of the apron. And from there, what you do, you tuck your chin really hard into your Adam's apple, and then you drop your head down without losing that tuck. Mm -hmm. You drop your head down without losing the tucked chin. So your chin never actually points at the ceiling. It's a much smaller range of motion because you have to keep the chin locked in. And you just lay on your back, looking up at the sky, tuck that chin in, drop your head down as low as you can go, count two, three seconds down, make it nice and smooth, and then raise your forehead back up and try to touch your chin to your chest. Mm -hmm. And just repeat that process over and over again, nice and smooth in both directions. This works perfectly on a weight bench in a gym. Yeah. All right? So there's one you definitely have access to probably. If you have a local commercial gym or if you have a weight bench in your garage, um, you can get away with that. But you can also get away with it by stacking a, a pile of towels on the floor and laying your upper shoulders on those guys. You can make this work. You can make this happen at home. Trust me. You can lay off the end of your bed most likely and get this yeah. done as well. So you can definitely get this done. You know, lay flat, allow your head to hang off the end, tuck your chin into your chest, drop your head back towards the floor, then bring it up slowly to the ceiling. Do that nice and smoothly. I like to work up to where I can do 100 reps of this. Now, I usually have to break that into four sets of 25 because trust me, once you get to reps mm. 15, 16, 18, especially on the way to 25, the front of your neck feels like it's about to explode. Yeah. Like it, it, it's blood rushing to the area, just like blood rushes to your biceps when you do bicep curls. It's a good thing. It's an important thing. And you need to do it smoothly and under control the entire time. So you can make this easier by reaching back with one hand, putting it on the back of your head and just using that as a guide. Use that as a guide. 
up and down, up and down. You make it even easier by putting both hands behind your head. But one hand usually works pretty well for most guys that I work with that have never done these before. You just put one hand behind the head, do three sets of 15, work that up to three sets of 20, and then uh, eventually work up to where you're getting to 100 reps total, four sets of 25, five sets of 20, whatever that needs to be. Um, yeah, and you can do these so, you know, you're talking where yeah. you're laying flat on your back yep. and, and you're going. You can also lay on your side mm -hmm. and then you can go, you know, yeah. off the bench that way into the other side. And the the way I've always done them when I'm doing them with the bench is I get um, a little two. If I'm going to add weight, so yes. don't add weight till you're ready. Yep. But I'll get the little two and a half yep. pound plates and mm -hmm. I'll just stick them on my forehead. Yep. And just hold them there and, and you know, that's it. So, yeah, and that's once you progress this movement, you can actually do these while holding a small weight. Nope. Just like Aaron just said, you're absolutely right. Sorry. You can take that and you can lay that plate on your forehead or on the side of your head like above your ear if you're doing it sideways like Aaron was just talking about. Yeah. Or you can even take something like a small towel, I would recommend, wrap it around that little 2.5-pound plate mm, and yeah. bite that sucker in your teeth, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I've done it, and uh, you can absolutely do it. Bite it in your teeth and do these movements with that. So that's, a, that's just another way to progress these things, but you have to start slow and smooth with no weight at all. If you've yes. never trained your neck in this way whatsoever, do not run out there and try to do this with weights right off the bat. And like Aaron just mentioned, and I just mentioned, we're starting with the 2.5-pound plates, guys. So I'm not even talking about the 5-pound plates. If your gym doesn't have 2.5-pound plates, then you need to be looking at a, a the lightest resistance band you can get your hands on or something. Do not jump right into a 5-pound a weight plate thinking you can hold that on your forehead or hold that in your mouth while you do these movements. You need to start light, guys. Start light. Yeah, it doesn't take much. It does not take much. You're talking about your cervical spine um, you want to train it and train it well. These are little bitty tiny muscles that are inside your neck, and that's great. You can make them bigger, you can make them stronger, but you got to do it with appropriate load. And your your neck is not going to take as much weight as your your chest is going to take, mm -hmm. your back's going to take when you're training them, guys. So, you know, work your way up to a hundred reps of those, four sets of twenty five, five sets of twenty. Trust me, you're going to be feeling these. They are they are pretty intense, especially right off the bat. Um, Inside the gym, if you are inside a gym, you might have access to an actual head harness. So I carry one of these in my gym bags. Um, you can attach that uh, to a cable stack or to a resistance band, which is what I usually do. Those things just strap to your head. You can buy these on Amazon if you need to. Again, if you're just now starting with neck training, don't run out and buy any equipment. It's okay. Just yeah. start with body weight only hanging off the end of a weight bench. It's perfectly fine. But if your gym has one of these, you can take one of these head harnesses, put it on, and you can attach a resistance band usually to the front or the sides, and you can move your head, and you can do neck flexion just while standing. It's basically the same thing as I had you doing laying, but you do it while you're standing mm -hmm. up. And that's great. Um, it's it's yeah. more comfortable doing it. It's, and it Absolutely. And it's easier to keep your neck in line, I find, whenever you're doing it standing up. You can think about that straight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stack of dimes, mm -hmm. as uh, Stone Cold always says. Stack of dimes. Drop you on your stack of dimes. That's your neck, guys. That's a straight, perfect stack of dimes. Your spine all the way down from your, your skull down into your tailbone, all right? So always keep your chin tucked. Move slowly to train the neck in each direction. I want you really counting those out. Breathing, control your breathing. Boom, boom, two seconds that way. Boom, boom, two seconds that way. Two to three count every single time. If your gym is really well stocked, and this is going to be super rare, and I, I don't, I think I've only seen one in person one time, but um, a relic from the past is the four-way neck machine. Yep. Now, what gym has that anymore? I don't know, because they take up about the same amount of room as a freaking squat rack or a power rack, and they're rarely found, 
But hey, if you got access to one, uh, if you're working out in an old field house with a freaking football team, there may be a coach that hung onto that thing for all these years. Utilize it because they're actually pretty cool. And that's those these are machines basically look like a table, and uh, you get inside of it and it hooks to your head, and you can now move your head in all four directions. Just it, what and it, some of them are pin loaded, some of them are plate loaded. Yeah. Um, but uh, really, it accomplishes the same thing as that head harness, but in a in a big contraption. So. Yeah, they had one of these whenever I was in high school, yeah. and, it, and it was crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you get in there, and, and you could go every direction. It was yes. really a pretty cool piece of That's machine. The, it just took up so much, so much space for, yeah. for one for one movement like that that you can kind of now accomplish with a cable stack and a head harness. Yeah. So. But it is cool though. It's if if boy if that's part of if you see that in the corner of the gym and. And you've always wanted to use it, and you want to train your neck, might be a place to start. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. Guys, if you see one of these, yeah. message me. Yeah. I will try to buy it. I'll try to buy it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I collect old vintage stuff like that, so it I would be I would cool buy to it. have. I haven't seen one in years, so it would be pretty cool to have for sure. And like I said, the only place I have ever seen them is like old, unupdated uh, high school football field houses yeah. or something. Like that's where I typically find them, but. Uh, it is a very cool thing to see. So if you do know of one, yeah, let us know. Take a picture of it. Post it on our group on Facebook. I'd love to just see one out there in the wild. So that's pretty cool. But um, guys, be sure you check out our YouTube as well real quick. Head on over to our YouTube. I know I mentioned a few times, but just check it out. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast as well. we got tons of cool videos on, over there, including that neck bridge one that is very relevant to today's episode. So be sure you check that one out. But, um, guys, the neck is not fragile, okay? It really isn't. It, you know, it, you may think that it is. People get weirded out when people pop their neck or, or, or you know, uh, like you, you're, people are scared of neck and neck training is, is weird to some people. I get that. But, you know, it's not fragile, okay? That's why there's not as many neck injuries out there as, as you could fear there could be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not designed to handle, like, extreme impacts, right? Which is, guess what? What we do in pro wrestling, we we do extreme moves and bumps and flips and dives and pile drivers and DDTs and suplexes. And I'm telling you right now, every DDT, every pile driver, suplex, power bomb that you do is probably way more dangerous than a freaking chair shot, guys. I mean, if we're just talking about the risk of whiplash, mm-hmm. you're, you're far more likely to get it from taking a spine buster, you know, which is appropriately named. Than uh, than just a, a a freaking pro wrestling chair shot. Okay, just keep that in mind. And I would say you're pretty much guaranteed not yeah. to take a perfect bump every time. So you're going to fall on yeah. your neck a little bit at Absolutely. some point. I mean, so it needs to be it's strong. It's going to happen. There's going to be that moment where in the pro re- where something goes wrong and you take a, a funky bump. It's going to happen. But if you've been diligent in your training, you're going to be fine. All right, you're going to be able to withstand those, and you're going to be okay. Well, and you know, we're talking all about safety and yeah. being able to perform and longevity mm-hmm. and stuff. But dude, if you have a thick neck, you just look cool. <laughs> like you're just you just look jacked and True I mean that. it makes a difference. So True that. I mean you have I mean, there you go. I'm 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 so I'm reading a book right now called Jailhouse Strong. I recommend a few books today. Go check out Jailhouse Strong. It's a very good book. And uh one of the it's 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 about a lot of old school weightlifters and powerlifters that kind of grew up in the prison community, like their 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 um their fitness career grew in the fit in the prison community, mm-hmm. and they talk a lot in there. The author talks a lot about how, you know, you'll look out on the the yard where their guys are working out and stuff, and you'll see lots of aesthetics, meaning you'll see big shoulders, big chest, abs, all that good stuff, big legs, 
And there's a difference between the way that the 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 predators, like in prison, like the you know the the predators that are they're bullying other people and stuff. They see a guy that has aesthetics. They're not really worried about their abs or their chest. They look at their neck yeah. and they're like, well, if they've got a thin little scrawny pencil neck, they're like, well, that dude just works out to look good. Yeah. If they see a guy that has abs and a chest and a giant monstrous neck, like a Brock Lesnar or yeah. something, they're like, I will not be messing with that guy because he obviously trains to be a monster. Yeah. So the, the neck does look good, and not only does it look good, it makes you much better, especially at what we're trying to get you to do here, which is be a world-class pro wrestler. That's right. So the neck is part of us talking, eating, looking, listening, driving, wrestling, shooting a gun, and most importantly, protecting the brain. Train your neck with intention, and treat it as important as it deserves to be treated, guys. All right? So check us out on YouTube, like I said. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I love talking about stuff like this. We've got a bunch of cool stuff coming in the future for you. I'm looking at actually writing a, a program specifically designed to accomplish what this episode talked about, which is make your neck stronger. So if you're interested in us doing things like that, going out and branching out and doing, you know, we've got strong style for strength training. If you're interested in us doing things you know, dedicated specifically to like a pro wrestler's neck or a pro wrestler's back, mm -hmm. let us know. We'd love to hear that. You can check out our private group on Facebook. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler on all social media. Give us a look. Give us a follow. Check it out, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it. <laughs>